do 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 cue intro music welcome back to sorry we're open i'm Lindsay and i'm jess and here we are why are you still here actually i know exactly why you're still here we're funny Welcome back to Sorry We're Open. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jess. And, uh, hey, guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Elise. Um, I'm sitting in my closet, and I'm very <laughs> excited to be here. Virtually. Yeah. So we're uh, visiting Elise and Miriam in their, in their apartments. We're like, oh, we'll just, like, bring the mics and record, but... It seems that we cannot figure out this at-home podcasting situation. Yeah, we've hit a few snags in the road. Um, Elise is sitting in a closet, and we are sitting on the other side of the room, like, through the bathroom, like, right on her bed, looking at each other from approximately 10 feet, I would say. Yeah, happens to the best of us. Okay, so, Elise, what topic did you bring to the podcast? Today, I would like to talk about post-grad hard-hitting topic. (laughs) I would say so. I think it's something that's not talked about enough or at least realistically. You're right. Yeah, I mean, would you like to elaborate further on that? Sure. Um, Well, I think that, you know, when you're younger, there's a set trajectory for you from at least most people. You're supposed to graduate high school, you're supposed to go to college, get a degree, and then get a job. And then eventually that job becomes your dream job, and it's supposed to be something that fulfills you every day. And that's kind of the American dream, is that you do all these things and then you make it. Um, But I think that after being in schooling for so long and being validated by school and grades and always having people around you and stuff, um, it makes for a kind of a difficult transition when you know you have a job and you're at the very bottom of the totem pole and you move to a city where you don't know a lot of other people um, that definitely can be pretty difficult and I feel like people aren't always honest about how difficult that is because they don't want to seem like they're the only ones that are struggling with a hard time. I mean I agree 1,500 bajillion percent. I think and like that's coming this coming from someone who like really likes my first job post-grad but it's still really hard like to leave kind of everything you've ever that's ever been like set out for you like I think you make a good point that like there's at least for like myself there was like this path that was like there was no part of me not going to college there was no part of me not getting a job after graduation like and now I've kind of arrived at this post-graduation where I'm like okay <laughs> now what I will add um, that I think that, I, I mean, I think that just leaving friends that you've spent so much time with over the past four years is difficult in any situation. Obviously, our circumstances right now are 10 times more difficult because of the pandemic. And personally, I've only been to my office one time, and that definitely makes things more difficult for my transition into the working world. Um, but 
I mean, my job is really, the reason that I thought that this was important to talk about is because I currently am in a job that I don't find to be particularly fulfilling, uh, which is really frustrating because I really valued how challenged I was academically at Lehigh and in high school also. And I put a lot of weight on the grades that I got because I felt like that really made me feel good about myself when I tried really hard and then succeeded. Uh, But now in my (laughs) professional career, I find that I'm given, I'm a research assistant, so I'm given pretty straightforward tasks. And then when they don't work out, it makes me feel so frustrated because I'm like, why can't I format this table on a Word document? Like I literally have a bachelor's degree. Why can't I figure out how to do this? And I feel like I get frustrated by things that don't actually measure up to my intelligence or my intellect because that's what's asked of me in my job. And realistically, obviously, we're all going to like have hard times in our job and we're going to have things that we don't really know how to do because we've never had jobs before but it's still like so frustrating because it feels like the easiest things are what's making this job difficult I mean I definitely agree in a lot of sense like I I joke all the time that like I'm an excel monkey and like a lot of my job is like editing things and like changing the formats of stuff and like being sent documents and like putting them together Um, I think that I am really lucky that I feel really like supported in my work environment, but I know a lot of people like kind of don't have that. So I can, I can definitely understand feeling the frustration that you're not like utilizing like your whole, everything you've built up, like all those tools, like that definitely, I think would frustrate me. I also think that I feel like this is especially hard because my expectations for what this job was supposed to look like definitely have not come to fruition uh, because everybody tells you that you major in these things and you learn all these things and then you're going to apply them as soon as you have a job like you graduate college and then you're like yes my career is beginning you're so excited about it and I feel like it is not said enough that you the job that you enter right after you graduate a lot of times isn't really even going to be remotely related to what you actually like just because the name of your job has to do with what you studied or like is in the general field of what you want to do someday that doesn't mean that someday is right now and that you're going to be doing those things right now so I think and that's actually what I try to tell um, younger people um, that are looking to do similar things that I'm doing or just like asking me for advice career advice generally I really try to like keep people's expectations at bay because I think that was the most disappointing part for me was that I went through this recruitment process and like got a really great job and then I started that job even though the name sounds great and the company is great and all that stuff and then it wasn't so great and that was definitely disappointing um, because I thought that I was going to be like really using all these things that I've learned and then it doesn't really turn out to be the case. Yeah and I'm wondering if like the job was marketed like that like and I know it shouldn't it shouldn't be on you as like the employee to be like hey like this is not what you said it was going to be can I do like x y and z like that shouldn't be on you but like have you thought about being like hey there's more that I can do yeah that's a great question and that reminds me actually that this is this is kind of like a funny important thing to mention is that when 
I interviewed for my job and I was in the last round of the interviews, uh, my like the supervisor or like the head of the research assistants at my job basically was like you know this isn't going to be the most exciting job basically she was like this job is boring are you prepared for that and I feel like even her saying that to me still like I still didn't believe her like the literal coordinator of my job was like this is going to be boring (laughs) and like I was like oh no yeah it's fine like I'm just so excited to work here so back to your original question like have I thought about doing more um yes and no so something that I think might be kind of unique about my specific job is that the company that I work for is pretty stringent in people's roles so I would be very hesitant to overstep and I would be like I, w- I would be which is difficult for me because it's really against like my normal personality and my normal inclination like absolutely completely against yeah, our normal personality yeah. I'm like very much in your face and it I basically have to teach myself like not to not to do that not to like ask too many questions not to take on too many things which is like something that I enjoy but I feel like isn't really the culture of my workplace so that's definitely been a learning experience now I will also say that um because this job actually has made me reconsider a lot of the things that I thought that I wanted to do with my life um and because I've realized that this isn't as glamorous as I thought it was going to be and it's made me realize that I want to do what I want to do as soon as possible and I don't want to delay that any longer and I I think like the most important thing about this whole realization or like post-grad epiphany is that um, I don't want to like continue living my life for the next thing like I don't like in college you need to get good grades so that you can get an internship and you need to get an internship so that you can get a job etc cetera, etc cetera. and now kind of that all of that pressure has subsided and I have a job that's great on paper I don't want to like continue doing something for the next thing like this job is great on paper so that I can get into grad school but do I really want to go to a grad school that isn't gonna immediately fulfill what I want to do in this moment maybe not And I think um, that's kind of what this situation has taught me. Yeah, and I think, like, I feel similar in a lot of ways. Like, I went to a really competitive high school, so it was, like, everyone's competing to get into the top school they could get into. And, like, everyone is, like, like, I loved my high school, but it was competitive. And it was about, like, how good you of a college you can get into. So then, and, like, I've had a 10-year plan since I was 14, like, at 14, I was like, I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to go to grad school. I'm going to work and then I'm going to get my PhD and then I want to specialize and then I want to open a private practice. And I think like something at least I can acknowledge now is I think that a lot of that has taken away from my ability to live life. And my mom often calls me out on that and she's like, okay, but what if there's a deviation in that plan? Like I always say, okay, I really don't want to get married till after I finish my PhD and I don't want to have a baby till I have at least had five years in the workforce. And my mom's like, okay, but what if you meet the man of your dreams and you want to get married at 25 or 26? And I'm like, well, that's not in the plan. Like I've always been such a planned person where I would push myself to the brink in college to get, you know, a really good grade. And now 
I think I've t- taken a moment in reflection and especially the way our senior year ended where I'm like, okay, what did I really get out of, what did I really get out of spending 20 hours on that paper and like killing myself in the library all day? Like, yes, of course, getting good grades is important. Let's like not, it's not bullshit myself. If I hadn't gotten good grades, I wouldn't have a good job. But like at the end of the day, like what did I miss on the other end because I was so focused on this 10 year plan? Yeah, I actually think about that a lot. Um, and I know that a lot of your listeners, at least, at least a portion of them are in college. And I would say that once you are, what are, I've been on my job now for eight months and I think it's not like I think about it all the time, but sometimes I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I spent so much time on that assignment and I didn't go out or I didn't like stay up late with my friends and I didn't watch the extra episode with my friends, whatever it is. Uh, over that one thing and like you said I don't want to like minimize the fact that all of those things got me to where I am now but I wish that I had at least like appreciated that more in the moment and not been so hard on myself because now I'm like like I want to be happy right now and I feel like those like in my career and I feel like those things are kind of like the opposite of that yeah absolutely and I think you know Grades are like a little bit of a social construct. I know you both need them for grad school, but I, grad school isn't necessarily something that I need to pursue in my career path. And I just, I I think it's interesting how also like I majored in finance and economics and now I'm doing something in project management. And for my job interview, I talked about being an orientation leader the whole time. And that's why I got my job. And I just, I think it's so crazy how not, like I spent so much time agonizing over options and bonds and like really who gives a shit all that shit's made up anyway so it's like (laughs) (laughs) but it it, it's serious it's like it's almost like it doesn't necessarily matter exactly like what you majored in for a, a decent amount of roles out there like in the workforce you know but I also think that I read an article about this the other day and when so like the whole concept of like, yes, okay, theoretically my, you know, 100 level psych class. I literally texted Elise the other day. I was like, when you're applying to psych PhD programs and you have to Google the top five psych um, like t- like practice orientations because I can't remember them. Like I, that is that is what I studied. And I was like, um, what's the difference between these two? Like, and so I just like, and I also think that then it's like, okay, like, what really got me my job? Yeah, of course, good grades really did help, but like it was who I knew and what I did. But that comes back to then, I don't even know if we wanna go in this direction, but like some of the inequality that comes from like, especially at least the the area we're in, I didn't get paid for a single internship I did and I worked for free for two summers straight so I could put it on my resume. And that's a privilege and that's like, a privilege I was able to do that and that has significantly helped my career but like not everyone has that opportunity or those like and like it's industry to industry like I don't I assume you got paid for all your internships yeah that's the finance for me <laughs> but I, I think like you know and yes of course those things helped me figure out what I wanted to do and I'm fulfilled right now and I think it's interesting because Elise and I are in the same career-esque thing and I've 
I kind of thought like we'd both be doing PhD programs in the future and then your path has changed and of course I have a planner of plans. I changed my mind. Lisa's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the six more years of school not for me thanks. Um, but yeah I think I just think like there's so much like when I think about those moments where I before postgrad I hadn't planned, planned stayed like in bed past 9 a.m on a sunday i used to go and be at the library when the library opened every sunday no matter if i had gone out the night before you were literally like waiting for the doors to open like it was a fucking concert like yeah that was very bizarre like i'm gonna just expose you like even we when we didn't even have like that much work like you just went to fml i don't know why you wanted to do that but you really did be doing that but I okay back to what you were saying before. I feel like, uh, like the moral of this basically kind of relatedly is that you we have like this whole structure to our lives growing up, and then post grad happens, and then you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like everyone says that you're supposed to follow at least some sort of trajectory, but like, what if you don't want to do that actually? And I think that it's important. I mean, I'm saying this now like eight months into my job, eight months of like really not being fulfilled by my work and like having a hard time kind of dealing with that after like having a very academically rigorous like time in college. But I think it's really important to know that if you don't want to do something that you thought you wanted to do, that's fine. Like it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to explore other options that you didn't originally think about and like accept yourself for wanting something different than you thought. And I think that's such an important point because I I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. And especially like late in the career path or late even in the college path, there were people, you know, end of sophomore year, early junior year, they were like, um, I want to change my mind. I want to do something different. And they thought it was too late or like not what they originally wanted to do. And like, I thought that I wanted to be like an investment banker. And I was like, I really don't even know the first thing about finance. And I majored in it for four years. And I think that that's okay. And I think that you bring up a lot of really awesome points that it, things like don't go as planned and that's okay. And you're allowed to be mobile in your career and your choices and you know you're not pinned down to anything and I just I admire you for like realizing that and you know coming to that realization through like difficult times I didn't want to say unprecedented because I've heard that word enough but what would you give for a president time <laughs> um yeah I think also in college uh, first of all thanks for saying that that was nice um I think that in college like there's a much better balance between your schoolwork and I mean obviously sometimes you're like in the library all the time and you're very stressed and overwhelmed but those times ebb and flow and it's not always like that whereas now our schedule is much more consistent and we our job takes up the majority of our time the majority of our waking hours and we kind of live for the weekend as unfortunate as that sounds in the dead of winter it was dark when i woke up and dark dark when i started working dark when i finished work yeah definitely a tough time um but because 
it takes up so much of our time now I think it's even more important to be like do I really want to be doing this like is this really what I want for myself is this what I'm doing because I've told myself that this is what I should be doing or am I doing this because I actually like really want this yeah and and so I guess now I'm I'm curious like have you found a new path for yourself are you still figuring that out or you just know that like what you're doing now is obviously not what you want to do for the rest of your life uh hmm. <laughs> okay get back to me in like five years where we see where I actually end up but basically what I'm thinking now so originally I too like just wanted to get a PhD in clinical psychology I wanted to um I don't know if I wanted to have my own private practice, but I at least wanted to like be a, a therapist. Um, I don't know necessarily with what population right now I work with um, active duty and military and veterans. Um, and I don't know if that would be something that I would want to continue. But basically what I've come to realize or at least what I knew the whole time and have now accepted is that research really isn't for me um I wrote a thesis and I did enjoy that but I feel like that was fine in and of itself and I'm happy to like close the chapter on doing that um now that I am a research assistant and I see what this looks like on the professional side uh, it has made me realize that I really just want to work with people as soon as possible and for me I don't feel like it's worth it at least at this point in my life to go back to school for that long and do something that I'm not 100% confident that I enjoy and will make me at least okay most of make me feel like fulfilled at least part of the time Um, so now I think that I am gonna go I mean I don't want to jinx myself because I haven't taken the GRE and I haven't applied. A fucking GRE. Yeah, I don't I don't want to like jinx myself, but I would potentially be interested in going to school to get my master's in social work, which is a two-year program that includes an internship. So I would be working with people pretty much immediately and I would still be a licensed therapist, so I would still practice therapy. Um, and I would be really interested and maybe working in a prison. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. But this has all changed in an eight month span. So who really, not even that, honestly, I may, I like decided this maybe like a month ago. So who knows how much it's going to change before I actually start applying, but that's where I'm at now. No, I was going to say eight months ago, I feel like at least like this happened like a month ago in my brain. Like when you were like, I would like you to know that I've changed my whole career path. Yeah, I think that it was really something that had been weighing on me for a long time. Um, and really the only reason that I didn't I didn't decide this earlier or I, I didn't like accept the fact that I thought this earlier is because in my mind I had this idea that that wasn't good enough. Like that I had told myself for all these years that I was going to get a PhD and I was going to be a doctor and I was going to, you know, like do the highest degree or do what is best or whatever. And I kind of... Now that I've been out of school for long enough, I've kind of come to the conclusion that what is best isn't necessarily what you think it is. Like just because the PhD is the highest degree doesn't mean that that is what is best for me. Like I can still do what I want to do in my life without going through something that isn't what's best for me. So that I and I think that like time really made that easier for me because if 
if I was still in college and I was deciding this, like I already know that I would not come to the same conclusion that I would come to now. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that because I feel like everything I've ever learned is like more degrees equals more money and more money equals more happiness. And like those things don't freaking equate. So it's, I also like that you bring up that point too, because it's like, you could do whatever you want with your life and it doesn't need to be like the highest degree in your field to be fulfilled in your career so yeah I think like I think for a long time that I thought that it's like opposite from Elise I'm still going to get the PhD and some of it is that I really I so I work in research now I'm a research assistant too and I like I actually don't dislike the research setting as much as I thought I was going to really dislike it. Um, but I'm also working directly with the population that I want to work with in the future. So I think that's kind of helped me a lot. But I think like, and this is like really counter to all the positive juju Elise is saying, but like, I think I grew up like always having people say that like my like interest in psychology or my wanting to study psychology was like, oh, you're just going to get like a psych degree. You're just going to get a psych degree. And so that's why I majored in biology freshman year because I thought I needed to be a bio major even though I really had no interest in that and then when I failed chemistry (laughs) long live I was like okay well I guess and I'll never forget my therapist said to me you know there's a difference between getting a psych degree just to get a psych degree versus getting a psych degree because you really actually want to get a psychology degree and want to study psychology and I think that's one of the greatest things anyone's ever said to me and like validating myself and like you know, I think the reason I want to get a PhD is so that I like, I know myself well enough to know that I'll never be fulfilled internally until I've like done. And I know this is so counterintuitive. I literally can yeah, feel these Yeah, that's the exact opposite of everything that I'm saying right now. Is that like, <laughs> you need to let go of that. Like your, your voice inside of your head is telling you that you have to do the like I don't even want to say the best because I don't think that it actually is the best like no it's probably not like it might if it's the best for you then that's fine like you know what I mean like the best is subjective so nobody else really like should have the same standard for what the best is because if that fits into your life fine if it doesn't fine like I I don't want to be patronizing and I don't want to be like like be happy like everybody be more open-minded like I understand how difficult it is and I'm saying this because I've like come what I feel is on the other end of like this process of like trying to figure out what will fit into my life and I get it just because like I just literally wrestled with that like inner beast of like that's not good enough but that's the problem is that like you're shaming yourself based on like a certificate a literal made up thing like do you think that if you had liked your job more that you would have stuck I guess you can't predict the future if things were different but do you think that or you would have still maybe come to the same conclusion in a different way uh that's a great question I think that yes but I think probably later um I I do think that my job has expedited this process because I've seen the side of this career professionally that I am not a huge fan of but I think that eventually I would have realized that I don't really want to do research because I did write that thesis and that like commanded my life for a bunch of months and it 
like it's so interesting now when I think about it like if you had asked me probably in July or even like even August September I would have told you that that was like the greatest achievement of my life was like writing that thesis and now that I'm farther away from it and and the trials of that seem much more minuscule and I like don't think every day about how I like overcame something that was like really hard and I didn't enjoy doing very much now I'm like whatever so I feel like because because I had that experience that I knew I didn't really enjoy ultimately and then also and it doesn't carry as much weight to me anymore. Like accomplishing that isn't a big deal to me anymore. So I'm fine to like not have that experience again. What would you say your biggest accomplishment is? Uh, okay, to be honest now, like I don't know if I have a definitive answer and I feel like that's good. Like I feel like it's good that I can't answer that question and I feel like it's good that at least my answer doesn't have to do with something academic. Like my whole like this whole thing is basically teaching me that I need that like you can't just be validated by your work like you need to have other things in your life that are fulfilling I like agree 150 percent because I think I spent the first first four months of postgrad and okay given we're in a pandemic so some of the other things I might have been doing were not available but I think I I just worked I worked I ate I slept was it because I was adjusting and I'm terrible at change and so but I think in the last, a big thing was when I was, you know, broached Lindsay, the idea of starting the podcast again. And I was like, I need like emotional and creative fulfillment. I, I like my job, but it's not, I'm not exactly reinventing the wheel over there. Like, and I think that running and this podcast give me fulfillment. And I think I finally started to get that senior year. Like I started to do things because I liked them. And yes, I was taking less credits because I'd, you know, crushed myself for two years prior. And like, so I was enjoying life more senior year. And when I like reflect on that, I do think it is because I found fulfillment in things outside of like getting an A. Yeah, I mean, similarly, and I know that this was created as a joke, Emily in Paris. I don't know if you've seen the tweets recently about it, but I... Everywhere besides fucking America, like they don't have 40 hour work weeks. No one should work this much. Like we live to work where like other people like work to live. And I think that like working during a freaking pandemic like has made me realize that there's like so much other stuff that I just I'd rather be doing. And, you know, they, they talk about this thing called work life balance, which doesn't exist if you're working five days a week and the weekends two days. And, you know, like you said earlier, at least you're look, working for the weekend. So it's just it's it's tough. <laughs> and like we can't like make our own hours. So it's not like, you know, we could come in at 11 after running in the morning and getting a coffee with a friend and doing all that stuff so it's just ugh. I feel like in college there were just so many other elements of our life that we don't have as much anymore and like I'm in a fortunate situation where I feel like my social life fulfills me so like that is good like and I know that that is I won't I don't know if I would say like the anomaly but I know that's really lucky for like this stage of life right now um but that being said, if I feel like I didn't do an quote unquote enough 
like over the weekend and when Monday rolls around I'm like so unhappy I'm like I can't believe that I wasted my free time like my precious free time and like and I didn't take advantage of it or I don't feel like it was enough or whatever that's like the worst feeling to me I absolutely feel the same way like if I didn't spend enough time with other people besides my parents that I'm you know living with <laughs> like I, I like I would I'll go insane and and that's such a crazy thing to me because like it's okay to like recharge and have I, I call it like uh, sorry words are very difficult waking up after a nap and then recording a podcast is difficult I just want everyone to know this in the future um and this is a reminder myself in the future but I think like forced alone time is so different than like wanting to have alone time and over the weekend if you need to like recharge and like be alone then that's fine but I think this forced alone time that the pandemic has kind of created is very detrimental at least to my mental health and so I totally agree with you about like not doing enough on the weekends but I I think it also relates to like productivity like oh if I'm not productive enough then what do I even like why what am I even doing and also just to go a little bit back to work-life balance like I have friends that are in like my best friend from high school is in investment banking and she has she is chained to her computer like she has to leave her phone on at night so that someone can email her an excel spreadsheet to edit the 3 a.m she is on call 24 there's no end to the work day and she, she says to me all the time well i only have to do this for two years and then someone else has to do it and i'm like how horrible is it that an industry just crushes you for the first two years so you like pay your dues it's like it's like getting pledging in a fraternity oh you're you're getting you're earning your stripes you're paying your dues we're gonna abuse you for two years like she doesn't sleep and she hardly works out and she's can't she's like i can't visit you because i don't know if i'll have to sit on my computer all weekend like and I, I feel lucky that my job isn't like that, but why have we created so many industries that are just where we're, we're like, we're, we're working to live, which one? Living to work, living to work, working to live, whatever, whichever the negative one is. And we're doing that one. And I just think it's so, like, I watch her and I'm like, oh my, and then I'm like, wow, I am blessed. I'm never complaining about my job for another one minute. This is incredible. At least my work day's over at five. Like, but I just think we've created so much like, it's so anticlimactic arriving in postgrad. Like, I loved college and I loved the social and academic and extracurricular opportunities that college brought me. And then I feel like it's like, surprise, you're now an adult who sits on the computer all day. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a hard balance. Also, like, now this is actually making me reflect on, like, my whole life. And I think it's interesting because I know <laughs> for the past however long I've been going on about how, like, your job can be unfilling and it's it, it commands most of your hours, so et cetera, et cetera, literally all the things that I just said. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I do feel, like, generally happier in postgrad. Like, there are things about like this walk of life that do suit me and I think that if my job was different like I would be really really happy like I I like living in a city I like meeting new people though obviously I miss all my friends so much but I like like the chance to kind of start new and I like that has been 
really really refreshing and I like I'm excited for people that are that get to experience that again for the first time even though like I'm still doing that right now so like that is really nice like I do really really love that so I don't want to be like oh postgrad is terrible like it definitely is has a lot of its trials and like that's really why I wanted to like talk about this because I feel like people don't talk about those trials enough. But that's not to say like I don't want to be scaring people. That's not to say that all of it is horrible because I definitely don't feel that way. Like I am fulfilled by a lot of other things in my life and I'm really happy that those things are great. But the shortcoming is that it, or like my job is the shortcoming. You know, like people are like, your job will fulfill you and it is not. And that's like my point. But I don't want to say that all of postgrad is terrible because that personally is not my experience. No, I agree. And like I things I've loved about postgrad, like I've really loved the opportunity to like. I really like cooking. And so to be able to like go to the store and buy my own ingredients because I was an RA senior year, so I didn't cook for myself and I don't really know anybody who really, sh- I'm sure people chefed it to the max senior year, but Lindsay burnt pasta, so. One fucking time. I actually didn't learn how to make pasta until college, so that's period. Are you kidding me? No. I'm only a little bit embarrassed. Um, but like I really like, like kind of having a command. I, I never relaxed. I never relaxed in college. Like I was always had to do the next thing. And that's the perfectionist in me. Like I just, oh, like always. And so I really do like my, my son, Sunday is my favorite day of the week because I wake up, I do yoga with my roommate. I go to the grocery store. I need to go to the grocery store or I meal prep and I just chill. And it is, it is, it recharges me. Like it really does. And so I love that opportunity to choose what I am doing on a Sunday, which I never did before. I have a question for you, Jessica. Oh, you're really flipping it on me, yes. Yeah, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Do you feel like you are living in the moment? Or do you feel like you're living for the next thing? Lindsay, you answer also, please. Thank you. Bye. You know, I think I'm living in the moment a lot more than I used to. Like, I think there's growth there. I think I still get very stuck in needing to be enough so like it's like I think I've always had this like I don't even know if we'll keep this but like I've always had this thing that I'm not enough and so I had to do all these things to be enough I had to get really good grades I had to be I I couldn't just be in my sorority I had to be the president of my sorority I couldn't just like do like I had to be the best I had to win I wanted someone to like look at the things I've done or like hear about like I couldn't just apply for a job at a hospital. I wanted to apply for a job at the best hospital. Like I wanted to, like, I've always had that. And so I think that's something I've really worked on in therapy for a long time. It's like having it, I do think I've grown a lot in that area, but I think I have a lot more growing to do because even, and that's the honest answer is that there are moments where like when I follow my passions, like when I'm doing this podcast, when I like, you know, have started to do other hobbies that I really enjoy. Like I find myself being really in the moment and like now doing yoga like five times a week, I think I'm in the more in the moment than I've ever been because I really have been able to channel those times where like I don't think about anything else except what the, f- the doing the downward dog. And that's been so fulfilling for me to be able to like 
I spend so much of my time overthinking. And so for me to be able to, you know, take that practice now into my real life, yeah, of course, doesn't work all the time. But like, I think I'm living in the moment more than I was in college. Like, I think I spent so much of college being like, okay, well, like it was very transactional. It's like, okay, I think I got went to the library on Sunday at 9am to make up for the fact that I just drank three nights in a row. Like, because that was our that was the culture at school. But like, I think I'm living in the moment more than I ever have been. Um, but I don't think I'd like to be living in the moment. I'd like to live my life permanently in the moment. But I think that there's a lot of unlearning there, like, to be able to accept myself without doing 100 things. And, and I also think with that is like, I don't know if living in the moment 100% is really possible. Um, so I think that's also something to consider. And I guess to also answer your question, Elise, the thing is like, I, for me, I always like to think that I'm living in the moment and, you know, and while I do think that's true, you know, recently I've been taking up more hobbies. I'm training for a 10k with Jess. I know we're going to probably mention it every fucking episode that we do. It's really exciting that we can run now. I love <laughs> that for you guys, health queens. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, but like I'm running and I started reading again like a couple friends from home and I are, you know, doing a book club. We're going to read a book a month and you know, I like refound out that I loved reading, which is so exciting. Um and so I think that for me I like am living in the moment, but I think it's 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 hard because we have this caveat of a looming pandemic over our head, and you oh, know, yes. yeah. <laughs> and like I'm obviously looking for the next thing in that we all get the vaccine and we could be in crowds again. Like you know, you see pictures of people in New Zealand like having thousand people concerts, and I'm like why can't that be me? And I, I think living in the moment and looking forward to the next thing and just looking forward to something in general are, are two very different things. And so I don't know. I, and I, going back to career, I feel like I am pretty fulfilled in my job. I'm challenged every day. I love what I do. I really like the people that I work with. Um, so I, you know, I think in that aspect, I'm not necessarily like looking to jump around if that makes sense um I'm, I'm looking to kind of have a more like uh, like I'm looking to move out like that's something right now so I don't know it's hard you know because like as as I'm talking to you I'm realizing that like oh maybe I don't actually live in the moment as much as I thought I do but I I don't think that the things that you're mentioning or either of you have mentioned are like inherently bad. I think maybe my question was phrased poorly because I do think that it's possible to both live in the moment and be excited about the future and or like want things to be different. I feel like part of living in the moment is, I mean, also I should like, I really should give a disclaimer that I am no expert in living in the moment. Like, I don't even know if I would say that <laughs> I live in the moment. It was more like a question, but I like, I think that you can both like recognize where you are and like live every day as it comes, but then also like want things to be different or like want things to be better or like be excited about what's to come. Like I don't think that those things need to exist separately. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like 
like it's it's obviously good to be excited about what's to come and also like you said we do live in a very very strange time right now where a lot of things that we would be fulfilled by usually have been taken away from us so that is obviously hard (laughs) yes and and i guess similarly similarly to you know not being completely fulfilled by your work life like i don't know i it sounds so silly but like drinking with my friends like that fulfills me like having a beer with the boys like fulfilling with the boys (laughs) trademark um yeah and, I think, you know I don't think that's bad like that's no being I, social and normal like. I, uh, yeah I know but I like ugh, it, it feels silly like drinking is a hobby <laughs> but I feel like that's like kind of going back to like what I was saying before is that like there's no right thing like just because that isn't like just because you're not like sitting around like watching a super intelligent like television series doesn't mean that like you hanging out and drinking with your friends like isn't good enough you know yeah and I think that's pretty difficult for me and Jess to kind of realize as just as humans I think I mean yeah like I'm really bearing my soul to the podcast last few times I've talked down here. Jeez, people are going to know a lot about me. But, like, I, like, I worry, like, and I freak myself out, like, pretty often about, like, is this the best way I'm spending my time? Is this the best to, you know, create a good future for myself? Because I personally crave stability and nothing about the last (laughs) year of my life has felt stable. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard. Like there's no right, there's no right answer. And I think also like you can feel like you're living in the moment for like some parts of your life and not others. Like, I mean, I literally sit at my desk all day and I'm like, I cannot believe that's another person just asked me to freaking like send out a PDF when all they have to do is click the link and <laughs> do it themselves. Like, that obviously doesn't make me feel fulfilled, nor... PSA adults, please learn how to convert your own PDFs. Yes, that it's, like, so beyond frustrating. But obviously, like, I don't feel like I'm living in the moment when that happens. Like, I wake up at 7.40 and then I blink my eyes. Sometimes feels like very slowly I'm blinking them, but then it's four and I'm done. And the day goes by quickly and I feel like I did nothing. Like that doesn't seem to meet the definition of living in the moment. Like that is what I'm sure a lot of our experiences are like with work. If you're not like being challenged and stimulated or whatever. But that's not to say that like other parts of my life don't make me feel like I'm living in the moment. At least to some degree. And I think also that's subjective. Like what does it really mean to live in the moment? What does it really mean to like be fulfilled by your life if you feel like it looks different for different people but the point is that like that's fine like you shouldn't have to feel like you shouldn't have to feel like you need to live by somebody else's definition of what's right yep and I think that's perfect way to kind of wrap this up is like everything's a social construct nothing's right nothing's wrong just do what makes you feel good and I feel like that's kind of the point that you've been making waving through weaving through you know your our whole discussion yeah I feel like it's we kind of came to it in, in a bit of a roundabout way but I would definitely say that the point of all of this is that 
do what makes you happy don't let other people make you feel like what you're doing isn't right if that's something that makes you feel fulfilled and feel secure and happy and postgrad can be hard and that's fine peace but not peace yet because you have to answer the dreaded guest question okay yeah okay elise so you just talked about something you're open about tell us something you're working on being more open about it's such a hard question it really is a hard question um classic okay i have a follow-up question to your question yes please open to whom like who is my like to myself to others you can define that okay um i (laughs) i hate that i'm about to say this but i am working on living in the moment no i'm kidding um um i no kind of yes though actually i'm gonna stand by that i know that's kind of ironic because i just like gave a soliloquy about that essentially but i do look back on college like granted i had a unique experience that was like difficult for me personally but i look back on a lot of college kind of wishing that i had done some of it differently like i wish that i had been more open to new experiences and more willing to say yes to things and just like generally had a better a better and more positive attitude about like approaching my life and I felt like I was really insecure and like closed myself off to a lot of things because of that and now I feel like since I've come away from Lehigh and like was have been able to gain perspective on like my life there It's made me feel very empowered to like seize my life now. Obviously, the situation that we're living in is not ideal, but I have kind of come to terms with that and I am like determined to make the very best of what is available, the very best and the most of what is available to me. So something that I'm working on being open about in that regard is just like truly being open-minded, like not counting things out, not like sticking by my preconceived motion notions and like really really like doing my life justice like that has become very important to me is that I don't want to feel like I'm wasting time oh I love that answer that was good Thanks. it was great fabulous fantastic answer beautiful brought tears to my eyes I'm like Mm-mm-mm. Lisa and I have been friends since like week two of college so it's kind of crazy five years later I know it is so much has changed it's actually crazy to think about sometimes I literally don't recognize that girl in that English class like I didn't like who I was four years four and a half whatever almost five years ago I don't who knows her but thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having this amazing discussion with us I know we really both appreciate you taking the time and sitting two rooms away from us looking at each other (laughs) (laughs) yes um and this has been quite the most unique episode in the sense of like how we're set up, like what's going on. Like I, I took a video of it so you guys will see it, but I, I just think that thank you for bearing with us through the technical difficulties, through the echoing, through the whole shebang. So <laughs> thanks for having me. It has been a long time coming and I am excited that we got to do this. Yay. Me too.